0: With we are The Daves You Know. This is The Daves. I you want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. back to episode 228 of the dave's i know podcast uh we are without our uh intrepid on the ground reporter from uh right behind the bench jess moss she is in uh hawaii uh drinking delicious uh beverages and sending us uh really great videos of the ocean uh it's kind of a dick move jess just gonna say but you do have me, uh, David. You also have uh, MJ. MJ, how are you doing?
1: Jess, I just want to say this: it's one thing to show a picture of a of a tropical drink with nice sunny weather because I can get a tropical drink here in the in the U.S. But then when you show the ocean. You know, I, I what am I supposed to do? I can't travel thirty miles from here and go to the ocean. That's not going to happen. Dick move.
0: That is very very true um just waiting for her to actually join the podcast so we can <laughs> uh i don't think she i don't think she's going to join and i think she, she has really better should... things to do david yeah she's in fucking hawaii so yeah no um definitely rather her not join honestly uh yeah. speaking of traveling i'm actually going to be in portland um this uh thursday through sunday if you are a portland listener of the days i podcast i'll be out there for the isc uh the international or independent supporters council conference representing uh the red loons. so i will be i'm leaving for portland on thursday at like 9:30 in the morning uh leaving my wife with both of the kids so that will be fun for her um mostly fun for me but uh we're very excited i'm very i'm very excited for that i think anna's trying to line up some friends to come over and help with kids we have lots of memberships to zoos and children's museum and science museum and things like that. So trying to line up some people to come help uh, her with the kids. So if you're going to be around and you want to help watch my kids, let me know. Uh, hit, hit, hit me up on Twitter. I'm sure my They're actually
1: much t- more fun to be around than David. So
0: honestly, they really are. Uh, my son's really into Spider-Man. He just, ha- his birthday was on Saturday. Uh, and so his third birthday. And uh, he, I told my family, basically, like he's really into uh spider-man right now so he got spider-man bed sheets a bunch of spider-man toys um i got him spider-man pajamas so he's like all in on spider-man right now so if you're into spider-man this kid um he's runs around and pretends to like shoot webs at people and things it's actually kind of fucking cute um so but you know it's pretty awesome so uh anyways how's uh how's broomball going mj
1: uh i did, did you not lose your game my first loss okay in outdoors this sunday we were ahead 4-3 and then let in a goal late and it was a 4-4 draw okay so thanks to uh i believe three subs that all stepped in for me to help uh uh rally the forces if you will this sunday excellent and and, and thanks to silverfish our sponsor so
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool uh so you guys go there after games
1: yeah. Yeah. Delicious Thai nice. food or sushi. Yeah. Beer, wine, liquor, or sake. I mean, God, I hot tea. If you're,
0: I haven't been to sober fishing I mean, forever. It's, so
1: it's a, uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good sponsor. They've been good to us.
0: Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's jump in. I don't, we don't have a, we have a lot of news items, but they're all very small, like small tidbitty items. So this one might be a, a pretty quick podcast. Um, so loons news. We'll start with that one. So MN UFC, finally announced their preseason schedule. Uh, They reported to camp today. They're doing two 10 day trips. Uh, They're playing matches uh, January 29th against Chicago fire and February 3rd versus Orlando city down in Orlando. That's part of their first 10 day trip, which will, they, I think they will leave next Sunday, this coming Sunday or Monday. I think it's when they leave for that one. And then the Portland tournament that we talked about, which hasn't, they've not officially announced dates yet. They did. The team did announce that, as of right now, the games are closed doors and that there's not going to be any streaming options, which is disappointing. Um, We have not heard if they're going to be doing updates on the uh, Twitter feed, which I imagine they would. The MNUFC uh, uh, game day feed um, would make sense that they are going to be posting things there, but they haven't mentioned anything about it yet, so who the fuck knows? Um, Who the fuck knows and disappointing... Right. So we have not seen Reynoso yet. Uh, I, I'm going to step on something from our, uh, we were going to talk about the Andy Greeter article that went up yesterday or the day before that Adrian Heath said that Reynoso will be in camp when it starts. Well, uh, we have not seen him yet. So we've seen a bunch of the other players, Romain Metnir, Dane St. Clair. Apparently, Fragapane in, uh, in a video used a slur when he was talking to Dane St. Clair was the thing I saw. That was Yeah, quickly... he,
1: he he used a, a slur, and James Sinclair didn't know what to say, so he just said, E2, like, back, back at you, basically.
0: Yeah, and then that was quickly scrubbed from the internet, so um, if you didn't catch that in the, like, the 45 minutes that was up online, um, you missed out on that, but apparently Frank Payne, uh, not a good guy, maybe kind of a racist. Yeah, so... and
1: possibly very unaware of LBGT issues
0: also that i mean what i guess yeah um so yeah again frank Payne, maybe not a good guy uh all right so the other big news that dropped shortly after we actually announced or we finished the podcast last week was the minnesota minneapolis and saint paul adopted covid COVID vaccination requirements for uh food establishments food and, and beverage establishments there was a lot of uh back and forth on whether Allianz would be covered because it's technically not indoor. Um, there's only certain indoor parts. So there's worry that the team would be able to get like some sort of exemption. And again, this is a 30 day, uh, thing that they're doing right now. Um, but it does cover the U S men's national team match, the CONCACAF, uh, world cup qualifying match at Allianz field on February 2nd. Uh, there came out, um, Mitra uh, Jalali, this council member for Ward 4, which um, uh, butts up against the uh, the stadium, came out maybe a day or so after the announcement from Mayor Carter, Mayor Mayor Frey, and basically said, yes, Allianz is part of this. They are included. They don't they don't get a a, a waiver or an exemption or anything like that. And then two days later, I think you at the Minnesota United put out a, a statement basically saying, yes, we're, we have COVID. Vaccine requirements. We're gonna make do everything we can to make it as seamless as possible. We encourage people to wear masks inside the stadium, regardless of you know, you know, wherever you are, unless you're eating or drinking. But inside indoor spaces, they're still, they technically have. It's not a a mandate, but they are. No, it is actually. I think technically a mandate to wear a mask inside indoor spaces at Allianz, which includes bathrooms, the brew hall, uh the suite area, things like that. But it's a uh, it's interesting. This is something that the team that uh, the supporter groups have been asking Minnesota United just to do on their own for basically most of last year um, was to require a vaccine to get in to the stadium, or COVID vaccine or a negative test within seventy-two hours of entry to the stadium. So it's not just a straight vax mandate. There is the testing require the testing option as well. Um, so we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting because I don't think a lot ton of people are going to want to get to Allianz Field early uh, for the match on the fe- on February second, so it'd be interesting to see how quickly they're able to move people through a line, because um, it's you know presumably not going to be warm uh, in the stadium if you have to stand outside for a long period of time. That doesn't sound. Those like, of you who like have a- never
1: experienced Minnesota in February, why are you listening to this podcast?
0: I mean, maybe they're you know they want to want to experience it. So, anyways, any other thoughts on the vaccine requirement? I, j- I think it's great that they're finally that the, the cities finally did it they forced minnesota united and alliance fields hand and i really hope that alliance field just decides to run with it and say you know what this is we can just do this for uh the rest of this of uh, the season i don't think they will but i really hope that this is something that they strongly consider
1: yeah it's a step in the right direction we've been behind all of i should not say all most of the government responses whether they be city or state or national have been two weeks to a month or even more behind the action that should be taken. If you look at the data, like, oh, yeah, now we're seeing all these negative results. It's too late. You should have done this, enacted this, you know, a month or two ago, or in some cases, two weeks ago. So again, I'm not saying this is too late, but it's a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, another little bit of Minnesota United news that's going to be good news for supporters is Sun Country was announced as the official airline of Minnesota United. They have uh, – currently, if you go to their website, <clears throat> if you click through uh, – Minnesota United put out a, a press release that has a, a link uh, to the Sun Country site. You can get one-way tickets to matches in five or six different cities right now, not all the cities that the Minnesota United is traveling to, and some of the cities that they have are – they will have eventually – excuse me, they don't have uh, actual um, ticket listings for, but like, for example, like you can get like a $75 one-way ticket to Colorado, for example, for the match on August 6th. And I think it will fluctuate. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like these tickets are only limited to uh, Minnesota United fans and supporters. It seems like they're pretty open to anybody who wants to get a one-way ticket to Colorado, for example, um, which is interesting. But uh, yeah, so that's it's really cool. It's something that i know when i was been when i've been working on partnerships something i was trying to get for the last eight years um uh, you know working with the team to try and identify a a partner a a airline partner that would work with us and work with the team um i'm glad it finally got done
1: and uh so thanks david for all the work you've done on this thanks to uh wonderwall member and true north lead member nick gundy who's done a lot of work on this and i just away games in general, but I know he worked on this and there are probably others. So thanks to you guys too.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like they wanted proof of concept and I felt like the fact that we've packed a plane to Atlanta over the course of like, you know, 30 minutes sold out a plane to Atlanta would have been yeah, a proof yeah, of yeah. concept. But then when, you know, we had the, the play, you know, the playoff game, I think that again, again, proof of concept for them, um, that Minnesota fans are willing to travel and we're willing to hop on planes and fly to places even in the midst of a pandemic. So um, I'm glad this is happening. Hopefully some country can do this for most, if not all of the away matches um, and we can get some more loons representation, especially out East, uh, out East for sure. Um, That would be huge. So, Uh, and then, yeah, the day after we recorded the podcast, uh, there was a MLS super draft. We talked a little bit about it on the podcast last week, Minnesota United had the 17th, their only pick was the 17th overall selection. They selected Tani Oluwasai, uh, from St. John's university was, uh, again, the 17th overall pick. He is a, he's been, he was a pretty prolific goal, prolific goal scorer before a knee injury sidelined him for most of the 2021 season. Um, I believe he had 20 goals, a bunch of assists in the two years, uh, that he was at St. John's before the knee injury, um, I know Adrian Heath talked about him, you know, if if he had been not been hurt and had just played, he was he was you know, he was shortlisted for the I can't remember what the name of the trophy is, but essentially the Heisman of the of men's soccer. Um so he Herman was, Trophy. Herman Trophy, correct. Thank you. And it was close to Heisman, but not quite. Uh so Adrian Heath mentioned that he, you know, if he had played a reg, a full season, there's no way he would have dropped to 17th for Minnesota. So this is uh, as with most of uh, Minnesota's uh forward selections. Someone who has a, uh, a history of knee injuries, um, and we're taking a we're taking a flyer on him. The nice thing about this particular pick is that we have a second division team to send him to to have him build up, strengthen the knee, work on things, make sure he's up to par, um, up to snuff, and not you know we don't have to throw him to the wolves like we did with Abu Denladi, and theoretically Mason Toy.
1: Yeah. Oluwaseyi at least has a place to go, and I hope he gets minutes. Like I, I hope he's able to get minutes for Minnesota United 2.
0: I mean, considering we went from like having no forwards to having a shit ton of forwards over the course of the last like week, uh, i I would imagine that he's going to get some. He's going to get some minutes at at, at uh, if nothing else at the at the division two or the division three, technically, MN UFC two team. So, so you about forwards with
1: injury issues, David,
0: right. I was going to say, I mean, it, with, with Tani, it's great if he can, if he turns into a good player and you know, the knee injury is fine. This will, this will be a steal at 17, um, talking on the same, you know, the same lines of like Dane St. Clair. Chase Gasper, Hassani Dotson. Like, if, if this guy ends up being good, um, getting him at 17 will probably be, be looked at as like a steal of the draft. But yeah, great segue, MJ, into uh, people with knee injuries. Abu Diladi. Knee
1: injuries from Minnesota United.
0: Yeah. Abu re resigns with the Loons after two, I would say, pretty nondescript years in Nashville. Uh, he never quite reached the heights of that 2017 season where he, I believe, he scored eight goals including a bunch of, I think half of his goals were game winners. He scored a really amazing goal against Atlanta uh, that knocked Atlanta out of the playoffs that their first season. Um, so that's a, he's a guy.
1: He's, he's only 26 years old and I, he's got a lot of career ahead of him. And everyone who was upset about this signing, I think Keith knows and Don Lottie knows kind of where he stands in the depth chart. You know, he's going to be coming off the bench. He's not going to be starting every game, that sort of thing. And I say great. Let's let, let let's let's welcome him back.
0: Oh, I have, I have no, I have nothing against this particular signing. Um, however, considering the rest of their transfer business, this seems if this is like their biggest signing yeah uh, outside outside of outside of uh uh bongo yeah like that's gonna be a it's gonna be a there might be pitchforks up at blaine uh by the end of the preseason just just saying Just No. Saying. <laughs> yeah. all right so let's talk very briefly about the andy greeter article if you are not following andy greeter he's the pioneer press he covers go for football go for basketball and minnesota united and i think he has two or three other beats because uh, newspapers are dying and uh they need to have people cover sports stuff. So covering Minnesota, he again he mentioned this he had an article talking about he's press availability, which was I think last Thursday or Friday. Um, so before the weekend. He said for sure, as I mentioned before, so will definitely be in camp when it starts. Again, we have not seen Reynoso. I think I said last week that I would expect if he's here, he will meet the team in Florida, more than right. likely. Yes. Um but you know, when he says he'll be in camp when it starts, well, when like, what is when it's when it starts mean? Like, this is is this not technically the camp? This is like fitness training and, and you know, medicals and all that. Like, does camp actually start in Orlando? Who the fuck knows? Uh, a couple other interesting tidbits though from uh that article the team is looking on at buying out Thomas Chacon. So, um, uh, au revoir, Chaconistas Chacon is not going to be playing for Minnesota United ever again, it sounds like. So, um,
1: something about need- negotiating with Thomas Chacon's agents, and they hope they come to a resolution.
0: Yeah, Thomas Chacon's never playing for Minnesota United ever yes. again. So, yeah, uh, so they're gonna be buying out Thomas Chacon, who would have still qualified as and uh, the under twenty two initiative if they had if they wanted to keep him on as part of their team. So that's interesting. Uh, so, uh, goodbye, Chuckanistas. Hello, Bongonistas, uh South Africa, welcome. Yeah, welcome to the we, team. We did a whole
1: segment about y- your Facebook responses last week. <laughs> if this episode is boring you, go listen to that one.
0: Right. Uh, he also said that they're looking for two to three more players. Of oh, he shock. Uh, he mentioned a young center back and fullback who can play on the right and the left, which is interesting because uh, we have a couple of young center backs and a young fullback who can play on the right and the left. So it's an interesting interesting com uh mention from heath if i don't know if he's trying to light a fire under dj taylor's ass or something but and justin mcmaster's Kibin ass, Kibin and, and, ass. Uh, yeah keeping gucci's ass maybe he's trying to um maybe if he's I trying was keeping gucci
1: i was like wait a minute i thought i was the next eiko para like and right to be honest i want to see him play
0: <laughs> correct I,
1: think he, I, I heard he's really good i haven't yeah. seen him play
0: right and then finally, uh, Thomas Williamson was confirmed to uh, Minnesota United FC2, as we talked about. And you you brought up uh, last week, MJ. So Thank you for the credit. Good yes, job.
1: Uh, I credited whoever I heard that yeah. from last week. But yeah, uh, he's he's in for another great signing for Minnesota United 2.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then finally, last bit of uh, specifically Loon's news. Uh, Luis Amarillo's saga continues. So <laughs> I think we mentioned last week that they their reports were that Minnesota was the front runner to sign Luisa Maria. And then yesterday, I believe it sounded like Nacional, it down in Uruguay would be the team that's going to sign Luisa Maria. But then I've seen, seen tweets earlier this evening that said that that deal has fallen through that Minnesota United is back again to being the front runner to sign Luisa Maria. So who the fuck knows? I've Luis heard Maria. That-
1: Clubs in Uruguay, Paraguay, Colombia, Ecuador, and Brazil are all looking to sign Luis Amorita, including Minnesota United. So,
0: so who the hell knows, man? Like,
1: who, are these just rumors trot out by agents to drive up the price for Minnesota United? Who knows? Yeah. Like, MJ and On Slack isn't even touching this shit. <laughs>
0: that's how that's how toxic it is. So that's how. Yeah. So yeah. Right. So I mean, I'll believe Luis Amorita when I see him in camp uh, playing with Minnesota United, uh, training camp. So at that point, then we'll, we'll believe Louisa Maria. So, uh, all right. Some other, you know, other, other MLS slash United news, Damien Lowe, once a, once a loon, Damien Lowe, uh, Jamaican international is in MLS. Uh, did he, did he come up with us when we, uh, did he play with us in 2017? I or think he, was, he only played for the NASL. NASL team. Game. Yeah, because I, I was pretty sure he didn't make the uh, he didn't make the jump. Yes, um, he is in MOS with Inter-Miami of all fucking teams.
1: Fellow reggae Bill, boys, Jermaine Taylor, played with us in 2017, but right. not, not Damian Lowe.
0: Right. So Phil Neville uh, – and Phil Neville had a quote basically saying that he's trying to build the team around – it's Damian Lowe and there's another Jamaican uh, player on the roster that he wants to build the roster around Damian Lowe, which – that had me, I could, I couldn't stop laughing when I, start, I read that article, oh from, uh, MLS soccer.com. <laughs> uh, I thought it was fucking hilarious. I thought it was a joke. I was like, who, wait, it's not April 1st. Right. Like, and then all <laughs> of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, no Damien fucking low. You'll be playing an MLS. So good for him, man. That, that guy was, the guy was nothing but, uh, awesome for Minnesota United back in the NASL days. A super nice guy. Um, uh, I just don't think he quite has the, uh, the chops for MLS, but hey, maybe you he can prove me wrong.
1: I I totally forgot that he, he he was loaned in from uh, the Seattle Sounders, actually from Seattle Sounders to to Minnesota United in 2016, and then he went and played for the Tampa Bay Rowdies for a year.
0: Yeah, but good for yeah. Damien.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, welcome to MLS, Damien Low. Uh, I hope you get minutes. I hope Phil Neville surrounds you with some other pieces. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that team needs a lot of work. Uh, Speaking of former, (laughs) speaking of former loons, was named the assistant coach for Sporks Two, Sporting Kansas City's uh, MLS Next Pro team. Uh, Do you know who the head coach for that team is? No, I do not.
1: But so, what's going to happen to Swell Park Rangers?
0: I I think they're just—it's becoming—they're becoming. becoming, This is what they're going to become. Oh,
1: they're—they're changing their name. So yeah, Sporks. Yeah, 2.0.
0: Okay. yeah, Sporks. Two If so, I'm, I'm gonna I, guess who the the manager of the team is. Former sporting Kansas City player, well known sporting Kansas City player, played with Icapara. Who would you guess is that is the manager of that team?
1: Uh, it wouldn't be Benny Failhover, would
0: it? It is fucking Benny Failhover.
1: Oh hell yeah! <laughs> so... Those two love each other
0: getting the band back together buddy. they have so, a
1: podcast together right they like each other they get along
0: i think they used to i don't think they the i don't think the podcast is okay. updated in, in quite a while but yeah they okay. get, they're getting the band back together ike Opara, benny Hubber down in kansas city uh for sporks 2 so that
1: so this is episode 228 i don't know how many episodes the the benny and ike podcast went but we outlasted them i mean i think
0: that's Oh yeah, yeah no. They, they lasted
1: a, an MLS uh, run podcast with all the time that they have.
0: Yeah, they yeah. also have like you know people who are good at soccer on their podcast. So
1: <laughs> that. wait a minute, are you saying I'm not good at soccer?
0: Yeah, no, I'm, that's <laughs> definitely what I'm saying. Uh, me too, man. I'm, I'm not.
1: not I'm, I'm horrible.
0: I'm not casting. Like,
1: uh, soccer, I'm horrible. Yeah.
0: I listen, man. I'm not in a glass house. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm me too. I, I fucking suck at it. So, uh, and then finally. Uh, I don't know if you read this article in the Athletic. MLS uh, next pro roster rules were announced. Ooh. Did did you read the article in the no, Athletic? No, I did not. All? Okay, fill me in. How screwy it, are they? It man, here's the thing. It's I don't even. I can't even. If I just if I broke it, if I tried to break it down, it it would probably be like a 45 minute segment. So I don't even really want to. Um, they're not gonna have a salary cap.
1: So wow. you can si-
0: yeah so you can sign a player at whatever amount of money you want. You want to sign a, a 15-year-old from fucking Poland and pay him $200,000 a week? You can do that. Okay. There is there is um there's lots of rules about you can transfer players in between teams, but you can't trans you can't use the mos mechanisms like tam and gam like you basically have to like buy the player okay or do like a straight up trade like we're going to trade you this guy for this guy um right. player contracts are not with the league but they're with individual clubs so Whoa. yeah so basically yeah you can't just so the contracts trade... are basically separate contracts are separate so I, the way I, the way I, I think the easiest way to think about it is like the NHL and the AHL, right? So if you, if you were an NHL player and you have a two-way contract, so you have an NHL salary and an AHL salary. So if you're playing for the AHL team, so you're playing for the Iowa wild, you're making like $70,000 a year. But when you're up with the Minnesota wild, you're maybe making like $700,000 a year. So I think it's, it's going to be something similar to that. Right. So like you can, you can't just store players on, the MLS next pro roster or or bring a player in and then just bring them up to your roster, like, like a triple a team because right. if the players in inter- international and you don't have international spots on your MLS roster. You can't bring them up and, and as an international, you have to move an international off of your roster. So it's, it's, this is, it's, this is good it's, though. I, I, this is sounds more strict than I
1: expected it to be, except for the salary cap thing. It,
0: it's, it's interesting. It, it's a, you know i think this is they're maybe testing the waters about getting rid of some of the uh, the tam and gam you know dp rules and things like that that mls uses and so if that's the case if they're trying to like figure out like oh hey like does these do these things hamstring teams can can teams get by with doing things and also i think this is also encourages teams to buy younger players and and give them professional contracts and maybe do a little more scouting if that right. is the, if that is like, the impetus behind this, I think that's a good thing. Um, I just worry that there's obviously going to be teams that are going to try to exploit this. Uh, oh
1: yeah. System. Well, one of my big concerns was, you have a player from Minnesota United two, and then you just get to call him up to the first team whenever you want, but pay him the Minnesota United two salary, and it sounds like they put things in place to, like, make that. Difficult, like you have to actually do an official transfer from Minneapolis City two to Minneapolis City, or sorry, Minnesota United two to Minnesota United one.
0: I think so, yeah. Jeff. So Jeff Ruder wrote this article, and I've read it three times, and I still don't 100 percent understand. Um, well, I blame that on Jeff,
1: Jeff. If you're listening, well, I, no, no, no. I d- like no, I got do- better. So David, can I definitely do appreciate. not blame
0: this on Jeff, man, because these rules are fucking convoluted, uh, and. <laughs> I there, there's no, there's no actual, if I, I, maybe I missed it, but there's no actual mention about how rights will move between the MLS next pro and MLS. Um, so I, I think there's, there's gonna be like, you know, players who are in the Academy or under home gun contracts. And basically um I think they're expecting those to be the, the most of the players in the league. This is also a place for super draft players. And then, um, you know, you know, younger players, people who are cast offs, people who are like, they're trying to get, they're trying to give uh tryouts to or whatever, but there's not really any sort of indication on how teams will move between, between teams. There's, there's definitely a lot of uh, clarity on how teams move between uh, one MLS team to another MLS teams, second division, or, or yeah. I guess technically third division rosters. so, so if, if New York Red Bull or Minnesota United wants to buy someone from the New York Red Bulls, uh, MLS next pro team, there are, you definitely can figure out how to do that or that. The well, I'm not going to figure out how to
1: do that. Jeff. Well, no, the, the article, the article, how to do that. yeah, the I mean, article
0: definitely lays that out pretty, pretty easily about how they would do that, but there's not really anything about how they move back and forth between the two teams. If they have to stay up on the, the main team for a certain period of time, or, or if they go down, they have to stay out on the next Pro team for a certain amount of time. There's no really, there's not really any indication about what those parameters and stuff are. So I'm guessing we'll hear more, but yeah, man, it's, it's fucking, it's a fucking trip. So um, yeah. So that's pretty much what we have for MOS and Minnesota United news, unless you have anything else to add MJ. No. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk some, uh, some world soccer. We have lots of AFCON stuff to talk about. Some FIFA best and some CONCACAF news. So we'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Oh, yeah. All right. And we are back uh today's Annale podcast, AFCON. So Afcon kicked off uh, basically the day before we were we recorded last week, and then they're just now starting into getting into match day three. The first rounds of match day three were today. We had some crazy, crazy matches uh, over the course of the last uh, the last week. The least of which is Tunisia zero Mali one. Um, this match, I'm sure you've heard it many times by now, but the referee blew the full-time whistle in this match in the 85th minute was reminded by his fourth official that actually there's 90 minutes in a match proceeded to give Molly uh, a red card in the 87th minute on a, uh, a, a foul that was barely a foul it was definitely not a yellow card. Definitely not a red card. VAR was basically like, Hey, no, you should come take a look at this one. Uh, he went and take, he took a look at the monitor and said, Nope, given a red card and then proceeded to blow the full-time whistle at 89 minutes and like 47 seconds. Not even the full 90 minutes blew the whistle. This is in a match where there was two penalty kicks, uh, both of which went to VAR for handballs. Uh, Molly scored their penalty. Tunisia did not score their penalty. Uh, there was VAR on the red card and there were nine substitutes in the second half of this game. So there should have been, Easily at least six minutes of stoppage time, probably seven or eight minutes of stoppage time. Uh, and the referee blew the whistle uh in the in the in the 89 89, it's basically the 90th minute, but 89 minutes and like 47 or 50 seconds or whatever. So it sounds like the ref didn't want to be there. Yeah, so weirdly enough, uh AFCON went in, of They did some investigation. Apparently, according to them, the referee might have been suffering from heat stroke. Uh, it was 31 degrees Celsius with 80% humidity at the time oh, uh, of yikes. when this match kicked off. So, um, which goes to show you that maybe hosting uh, a tournament in the southern hemisphere in January, uh, right in the middle of summer, is not necessarily the greatest idea. But you know, what do you do is? If you have you been watching much Afcon MJ? I have been. I've, I've been been not been to able
1: ca- to. I haven't had time.
0: Yeah, i've been trying to catch as many games as i can during the day uh, i'll throw them on the tv while the kids are playing or whatever it's been interesting there's lots of one nothing you know one zero 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 matches and then all of a sudden there'll be like four goals scored Cameroon dropped four on ethiopia uh, uh last thursday um and then Nisa recently yeah. dropped
1: four on martinia although is not good
0: yeah but. uh Yesterday Ivory Coast and Sierra Leone played to a 2-2 draw uh, which is actually it was a really fun match because the uh the equalizer from Sierra Leone was scored in the 93rd minute um so 3 minutes into stoppage time I don't know overall it's been a, it's been a really great tournament i think the are, they are in to match day 3 uh group A uh played today uh Burkina Faso and Ethiopia drew 1-1 and Cape Verde and Cameroon drew 1-1 which means uh Cameroon and uh, Burkina Faso go through for sure uh, to the next, to the uh, knockout yes. rounds. Yeah. which and
1: Burkina are
0: Yeah. yeah. Cape Verde more than likely we'll get through. There's four of the third place teams get through. Um, there's a bunch of games coming up uh, and there's a bunch of spots available still. Um, Nigeria is qualified uh, as well. Um, but there's lots of spots available for, for teams. This is actually, you know, in terms of talent and we'll talk a little bit about, about this in a second here. There's lots of really good players, uh, you know, that you would know. Senegal from, is uh,
1: loaded with people. Like, we'll get to this later, but Senegal is just loaded with.
0: with yeah, Senegal is loaded. Uh, Egypt's got some good players. Algeria has, you know, Riyad Mahrez. Uh, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun tournament. If you get a chance, uh, be in. Uh, it's not really, it's really, hard. it's not super easy to find um, in the U.S. If you have Fubo, uh, you have all the be in channels. So check it out. If you have a Roku device, you can watch BN Extra, which has games occasionally. Um, I guess Pluto TV has a BN channel that you can watch some of the games on. So I definitely would recommend trying to catch uh, AFCON matches when you can. So but let's talk about uh, the next uh, the next big thing that's happening in CAFCON, uh, the draw for the third round of men's World Cup qualifying.
1: So yeah, in the uh, CAF, they are only 10 teams left. They will be seeded by the FIFA World Rankings from November, because that's the way they do things. And, and then you put them into two pots, which this is what I hate. Rather, rather than doing a, a 10-team round-robin, because who has time for that, you put five in pot one, the top five teams, and the lower five teams in pot two. And then you randomly draw to see who plays head-to-head, and five lucky losers lose out playing only a home and away. Shitty shitty way to do it. Anyway, uh, I've lambasted UEFA for doing this uh, with their second place teams multiple times on this pod, so I won't belabor my uh, theories on why this is a sucky way to decide who goes to the World Cup. What I will say is that in pot one is Senegal, Morocco, Tunisia, Algeria, and Nigeria. And then pot two is loaded with teams that you wouldn't expect to be in the lower half is egypt cameroon ghana and then Mali and dr congo and we kind of expect Mali and DR congo to be down there but uh these should be some good matchups
0: yeah for sure uh well you mentioned senegal why don't you tell us um some of the players that senegal has well, to, yeah. I mean, so, that, that american what, 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 fans would would know
1: I won't go through every, you know, Spanish, German, and French player that or French club player on these teams, but Edward Mendy, goalkeeper for Chelsea, is on Senegal. Khaledou uh, Kalaboule is, I believe, the captain, and he plays for Napoli. Uh, Sadio Mane for Liverpool. For Morocco, uh, Roman Saiz, uh who played for Wolves. Algeria uh, Riyad Mahrez, who you mentioned, plays for Man City. And then Nigeria, Wilfred Ndidi for Leicester City, uh, in Hinacho also from Leicester City, and Alex Wobbe from Everton.
0: That, and that's just in, yeah, that's just in. That's just pot in pot one. one.
1: I didn't even get into, maybe I'll hit the pot two players, because I know you like certain players on, on Egypt and Cameroon, and so on. Uh, Abu Dhanladi obviously is going to be a big Ghana fan, <laughs> he'll be training for Ghana. Like yeah. Um, one of those ne- next week.
0: It's it's uh, it's actually uh, quite funny because um, I, I just I was talking about Ghana and uh, uh, Daniel uh, or Chirier from uh, FC St Pauli is a Ghanaian national team player uh, FC St Pauli division uh, Bundesliga Zfai, uh team he started. Uh, their last, the Ghana's last, uh, last game. So, and then obviously uh Mosala best player in the world for uh, right now plays for Egypt. So. And what's right.
1: great about when he plays for Egypt is I can actually cheer for him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is very, very true. All right. Speaking of best players in the world, uh, FIFA best awards were announced today. Uh, there was lots of, uh, great well-deserved winners uh Lewandowski wins the fifa best award he was screwed out of a Ballon d'Or last year uh was screwed out of the Ballon d'Or this year uh for different for very different reasons uh he did win the fifa best award last year and, and won it again for the second time um this year which i think ties him with only ronaldo for winning that award two years in a row i'll just say I think this is a snub and I, maybe this is my Liverpool bias showing, but I've looked at, I've watched, I've seen a lot of other Twitter people mentioning this. Most of all those, one of the three finalists for the FIFA best award. And yet didn't make the FIFA best 11 team, even though they chose four forwards for that team. So it's really hard to figure out how one of the three best players in the world didn't make your best 11 team when you had four forward spots on that fucking team. But you know, it's, so again, they, they
1: they did because FIFA's biased towards goals and a lot of award ceremonies are biased towards goals and assists and they don't look at things like clearances or blocks or headers won or tackles or things like that. So it's going to be forward biased. Fine. Out of Lewandowski, Messi, Ronaldo, and Erling Holland, who do you cut to make
0: room for your beloved Ronaldo? Leader? Ronaldo. Yeah. Well. Easily, easy, fucking Ronaldo, and then Erling Holland. Like either of those guys can go, in my opinion. And and
1: keep in mind, Mosala plays for a team I don't like. I know, and and I would, I would agree with you, David.
0: Anyways, so yeah, again, I know, but but there, yeah, a lot of respected uh, soccer journalists that I follow were just like, this is kind of insane that he was one of the three finalists for the best player in the of the in the world award and not on the best eleven team. Although (laughs) two two, uh, FIFA's, FIFA can't just do these awards and, and do them well. Um, the woman who won the best player uh, of the year award was not in the best 11 as well. So, yeah. So I was shocked when the women
1: women's best 11
0: came out because I was just
1: like, some of these are good players still. And a lot of these, it looks like you took them from their results five years ago. And this is not an ages tweet. Carly Lloyd. Like, the, the the men's awards tend to favor past results as well. And so it's like you're looking at a player, and you, for certain players, it, it seems like they're looking at the lifetime of results. I'll, I'll throw out Leo Messi, who I like. Like, you're looking at his lifetime of results, not just this past year. It, it's It's not really fair for the players that are doing really, really great in a pandemic year and maybe had their best year. And then you're going to snub them for a player that has won it the last eight to 10 years.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Alexia Putele, Putele, Puteas, Puteas uh, of Barcelona. I, yeah, I'm not she's sure been if tearing it ro- up and did not ro- make ro- the ro- best miles. 11. Yeah, she, was, she, she was, wins. wins best FIFA women's player 2021, yeah. um, not in the best 11 uh, yeah, for uh, Puteas, FIFA. So. Uh, um,
1: Christian Endler wins the women's best goalkeeper. Edward Mendy wins the, the best men's goalkeeper. Those both seem to be well-deserved. Uh, and Endler plays for PSG. They win everything. Uh, Edward Mendy plays for Chelsea. They think they win everything.
0: I, I, I heard a stat this, uh, this weekend that of all the knockout tournaments that Thomas Tuchel has participated in since he's taken over for Chelsea, he's made the final in every single one. So take that for what you will. Um,
1: I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I miss when they had shitty coaches and (laughs) Abramovich was just cycling through people there. Former former Chelsea players, uh, former Chelsea coaches. This is a revolving door. So uh, they they were a mess. Me too. I miss those days.
0: Uh, Um, All right.
1: One more FIFA award I, I want to talk sure. about. The, the FIFA Fan Award goes to Denmark and Finland. And for those that don't remember, Euros, when...
0: Well-deserved.
1: Yeah, when Christian Eriksen went down, the, the the fan, both supporter areas chanting Christian Eriksen's name, it was very heartwarming to watch. I don't care if you're a Danish fan, a Finnish fan, or you were neutral. You couldn't help but be... Touched by this display by the fans.
0: Yeah. It was, I mean, I remember watching at the bar, uh, Blackheart, and we're like, what the I saw him go down, and it was like, what the fuck just happened? And all of a sudden, like play just stopped, and like the game just stopped, and everybody's like, We had no idea what the hell was going on. Uh, but then you had to hear the Danish and Finnish fans going back and forth, you know, one side doing Christian, the other side doing Ericsson. That was that was amazing. Uh, it sounds like uh, he was released from his contract with uh I can't remember what Italian club he was with. Was he with he wasn't with Inter, was he? Or oh, yeah, I think he was with Inter. Um looks like he might be coming back to the uh EPL for like a six month contract. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh all right, MJ. Rafa Benitez, beloved Everton uh manager. I, I wouldn't
1: say I wouldn't say beloved
0: beloved by me.
1: So uh, yeah, well,
0: do you have any? I, I put this in here. I put this in here late. Uh, sorry, I, I kind of you know uh, hijacked this. But do you have any thoughts on the Rafa Benitez era at Everton? Any curse words you want to get out at him on his way well, out the door?
1: Uh, here's, I'm gonna be probably in the minority of the Minnesota Toffees or or the Toffee fan fandom at large, but I don't think we gave him enough time yeah his results were atrocious but look at the salary we, cap we had to deal with or the lack of money since they don't have salary gaps a lack of money to buy new players anything that he wanted to do in the offseason to get different people for his systems he wasn't able to do that said if he was the problem and you know they've already made made one change to their board um so if he if whoever they get do they have they announced who who's
0: replacing him? No. So, so it sounds like probably. I mean, I would assume Duncan Ferguson will take over for a while. I love uh, the two. The two I heard that were interesting, and I have. I actually have. I have. a, I have a couple things I want to say before. I've heard a two couple too, heard but Are uh, Martinez yeah. coming back and Wayne Rooney? Are those the two that you've heard?
1: Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I hadn't heard the Wayne Rooney Uh Wayne Rooney didn't do that well with former Minnesota United opponent uh, Derby
0: County. Well, Derby's In about committee. to get. Derby's about to get. I think Derby's about to get fucked. And Wayne Rooney's actually done. He's actually done a really good job because they had a 21 point deduction at the beginning of the season.
1: Oh, that's so, why they were doing so horribly. So
0: he's actually done a really good job uh, with okay. Derby County, which which kind of leads me to believe that if if he wants the job. It's his job basically. Sure. Uh he, yeah, because yeah, Derby county had a had a massive point deduction at the beginning of the year. So that's why people are, are hipping and, and it's why Rooney doesn't look as good on paper. That that's because he's been digging out of a yeah, twenty one point. No, ball. I looked
1: at their standings and I was like, man, they're they're close to relegation. And I was like Yeah. So the fact that they're not they...
0: in relegation right now is fucking amazing, actually. So yeah. Or maybe maybe it was twelve points. I, it was they had a they had a pretty they had a double digit uh, point deduction. Maybe it wasn't. I never thought points, I'd see the
1: day when you say something positive about Wayne Rooney. David, it I'm. This
0: is you know what? Smooth. Listen, man. Like once they become managers, it's a whole other it's a whole other game. <laughs> uh, do I do I want Wayne Rooney on the sideline against Jurgen Klopp? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Hundred <laughs> percent. A thousand times, yes. Uh, I... Would I rather have Mar- would I rather have Martinez or Rooney on the sideline for? Uh, of Merseyside Derby. I'd rather have Rooney, uh, in my estimation. Sure, sure. That's just me. me.
1: Roberto Martinez is a great tactician. He's not as good at other things. And so that would be my concern. Uh, He probably... He and Big Don could probably get along just fine. But I also feel like we've been down that road and it worked for a while and then it didn't work for... And then it stopped working. So that would be my concern is what
0: what's the shelf life on a on a martinez my, my qu- the, the big question I have for you is is you're uh the guy who took over for from everton or for everton like 6 years ago the was it mansour or whatever not mansour oh the the uh the french uh the guy with all the money
1: yeah the french metal metal tycoon
0: yeah um the
1: mining mining guy
0: he said this will be he will have now gone through six managers in six years. Is that uh, upsetting you at all? Like, maybe there's some like I said, instability at the top. I don't think enough time. And, like, yeah. if,
1: if, if this is going to be, like, Abramovich 2, that's, that's going to really suck. Because, like I said, I make fun of when Abramovich went through 13 managers in 10 seasons for Chelsea, and one of them was uh, Mourinho a second time. I make fun of that a lot. And I don't want to be there.
0: Like, and. They they also won shit.
1: So you're talking, you're thinking Moshiri.
0: Moshiri, yeah. So. Yeah.
1: um, So. I guess. Moshiri needs to realize that as much as we would like to be Chelsea. Or. Manchester City, we're nowhere close and we have to build and to build you need to have some stability in a scouting personnel general manager what type of players we're looking for what type of system we're trying to build and then that has to be hand in hand with a head coach or a manager. Uh, There are certain teams that don't seem to get this. So anyway, it's frustrating.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sorry bud. I thought uh You're not Rafa sorry, ben- but
1: thank you. That the, the notion that you're sorry means a lot to me.
0: I am. Honestly man, like I love Rafa and I thought that he would actually do really well for you guys and he actually did the first like first few weeks of the season. You guys drew with Manchester United. Um looked like you were going to figure shit out. I just I thought it was interesting that he basically Rafa Benitez came in, he got rid of the entire medical staff. They just sold Lucas Digne.
1: Yeah.
0: Because he and he was,
1: Rafa didn't get along. So that was, Because he and Rafa
0: didn't get along and then they're like 3 days later like, "Oh, you know what? R- we are Rafa." Like what the hell is like what the hell is uh are you is the the, the board doing over at Everton, yeah. man? What the hell? I just that's that's what I can't figure out. And so I think I think Ken Wright needs to go. We'll see. I uh, As much uh, as it would as much as it would be hilarious to me if Everton was relegated, number 1, I don't think you're going to get relegated. As much as it, no. as hilarious as it would be to me, it would suck that if Everton and Liverpool were not in the same division, there wasn't a Merseyside derby. It's happened in the past, not in our lifetimes, obviously, but like yeah. it's happened. But it, it would suck. And... One
1: that, that's a major rivalry that you can like lick your chops at, at having an advantage every fucking year. <laughs> like you can't <laughs> pretty say the much, same. Yeah. Of, you can't say the same about Manchester City or Manchester United. Or I
0: mean, Chelsea. with Manchester United, we pretty much can at this point. So don't but We've been we've been the shit out of Manchester the last few times, but City and Chelsea, you're right. But yeah, Chelsea's not really a rival, but Everton truly is like it's truly a, a good rivalry. I don't I don't think you'll get relegated. And again, I, I would laugh. Easy. I would laugh for like, you know, half an hour, and then I'd be like, oh, it's gonna <laughs> suck that they're not gonna be. I in would the... probably
1: laugh for half an hour because otherwise, if I didn't laugh, I would like self harm myself and <laughs> in some way, you know, I don't know. That's
0: all right. Well, moving. Is. Moving on, hopefully you get to, a, I, Yeah, I said I haven't not heard if they have a, they haven't appointed a new manager as of right now, as far as I know. So, but I would assume, uh, Dunk will take over.
1: Whoever they appoint as their, not just caretaker manager, because I think Duncan's a great caretaker, man- and I think Duncan Ferguson probably doesn't want the full time job, even though they they would be tempted to give it give him. Like, hey, you're the guy, but I don't think he wants that.
0: Who who would so who would you want if you had like your pick of, of managers that realistically ever? I've could done get. no
1: homework on this, so all I can say but, is I would agree with you that I would prefer Martinez over over Rooney,
0: but yeah, I have no idea who's available. Well, even like let's let's take availability out of it. Let's let's talk about just very quick, very quickly. Just don't think about it too much. Of of managers that are currently managing. It could be somewhere else. Maybe like it's not going to happen this year. Maybe it has to happen in the in the in the summer or whatever. Who would you ideally want to be to take over Everton to move it forward? Uh, of, Let's just say know, this: um, that, that, who who would go to Everton, right? So like you can't say like Carlos Ancelotti because like that dude's not coming back to fucking Everton, right? Or Jurgen Klopp's so, not going when to Everton. we talk but, like,
1: about managers that would go to Everton. Pick someone young from Portugal or Germany that has a, a track record for, for team building and then bring them in.
0: You know, who's out of a contract right now? Who? Jesse Marsh.
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Just saying, man, just put I it up there.
1: Stay within the, the Red Bull brotherhood somehow, but you think, you, so you think it's out, announced- out and out?
0: If they I don't you know, I don't know. It would be interesting. I'm not sure where else he would go in Red Bull after he you know got shit canned from the Leipzig job. Like would he go he would go back to you know New York. I don't think he'd go back to Leipzig. So I I think he's probably not in their system at this point, other than maybe as like an advisor. Yeah, we'll see. So I mean honestly, like I think
1: they're they're gonna
0: if if they announce Jesse Marsh as the coach tomorrow. Would you be upset about that? No. Okay. Let's let's get it out into the ether. Let's make it happen. Jesse Marsh for Everton or
1: no Adrian Heath for Adrian Heath
0: Adrian (laughs) Heath for Everton.
1: No, Dan Wade. Dan Wade has already tried to breathe life into into Everton.
0: Oh, I know Wes Wes Westwardine has as well. So
1: yeah, no, no, fuck that.
0: All right. Uh, so that that. That segment ended a little uh, more positive than I thought it would, so I'm glad you're in a good mood. But no, I you actually didn't tell me who would you, if you had to pick a manager. I right told now, you, find a young, you know, pick a name. Don't just say no, no. I don't
1: know who these people are, David. I don't watch the the Portuguese liga the premier, the Premier Liga in Portugal, and I certainly don't watch enough Bundesliga to know who's up and coming. So I'll just say someone from there that because they seem to have a good track record for coaches in Europe right now.
0: Okay. For, yeah. yeah jo- Joseph
1: and, in Germany.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. yeah Joseph saw is doing really good over at wolves right now. So, okay. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, and then our sort of little final bit of news, uh, calf related. Uh, obviously we have the Minnesota United, or am sorry, us men's national team match coming up at Allianz field in a couple weeks. Uh, the big news so far: there was two big pieces of news. It sounds like Gio Reyna is not going to be available for the U.S. Men's National Team. He hasn't really played any games or really fully returned to training with Dortmund, so he will be unavailable. Which makes the and then Tim Wey is also suffering from an. He has suffered from an injury. He's been not. He's been out for a while, so means the winger core of the U.S. Men's National Team is going to be pretty depleted um which means we we'll probably see brendan Aronson and christian pulisic playing a lot of minutes alongside jordan morris um but the biggest sort of news for u.s men's national team fans and canadian men's national team fans is alfonso davies is out for the qualifiers in january and early february uh he uh was pulled from training with uh bruce ador or uh not sorry Bayern munich with uh he'd been diagnosed with myocarditis um, which is uh, inflammation of the heart muscle uh, related to COVID. So he had a uh, Davis, I believe he's had COVID twice. I'm not sure if he's vaxxed or not. I would assume he's vaxxed, but um, this is actually something that when my kid was in the hospital a couple of years ago, they thought potentially was an issue. This is obviously well before COVID really unrelated to COVID or anything like that, but it's a particularly serious thing that, you know he's been they've taken him out of training they're monitoring him to make sure his it's you know relates to your heart you don't want shit going wrong with your heart so alfonso davies um you know obviously the best player for Canada probably the best player in Kaka Calf at this point right now I would say so um he's not gonna be able to play in any of the the three qualifiers that Canada has coming up in January February which is a huge blow to Canada a uh you know, a good thing for the U.S. men's national team, but also sucks for him because um, that dude is really fun to watch play. He's a really good soccer player, and we wish him all the best. And hopefully that everything gets taken care of and there's he doesn't have any issues going forward because, man, that would really, really suck if he does. So coming up on January 27th, we have
1: Damien Lowe and, and the Reggae Boys taking on Mexico. The United States plays El Salvador. At Columbus, because they moved that historical or traditionally play Mexico in Columbus, and they decide to give Cincinnati some positive soccer things going on. And instead, uh, the US is playing El Salvador in Columbus, Ohio, and Honduras hosts Canada and then coming up on January 30th would be the Canada hosting the United States in Hamilton. So, uh, yeah, I feel bad for Alphonso Davies. He is fun to watch. He is the best player on Canada and he's probably the best player in CONCACAF right now.
0: Yeah. We'll talk, uh, next week, we'll talk a little bit more about, we can preview the, some of the US and uh, Canada games. Um, since we we'll probably won't have much to talk about in terms of the uh, Minnesota United. Oh, so. and
1: Lastly, of course, on February second, uh the United States hosts on under us at Allianz.
0: Yeah. Which we've already I, talked look, about. I was looking at the uh the forecast. It's good you know, right now it says like twenty-two degrees, but that's like the high and the low is like three degrees. So we shall oh, see. Sounds sounds amazing. Wish a I could a be- balmy, a balmy match. Yeah. Um I'm planning on going. My wife and I bought tickets, uh it's our Christmas present to each other, so um We'll be standing in the wonder wall, uh, hopefully not freezing to death. So, uh, all right. Well, that's, that wraps us up. I think we're in at about an hour, which is great. Uh, thanks Jess for being in Hawaii and, and, you know, not derailing us with all your questions, although we love your questions, but you know,
1: <laughs> we miss you, Jess. I don't yeah, know what we, do. we miss you.
0: hundred percent do Jess will be back next week for sure. Uh, i will be back next week mj will be back next week after i will be have been in portland for four days three yeah three four days three nights um you'll have a it. Long, it a it will be it will be council news it right? will yes
1: news.
0: i'm sure i will It'll, it will be the longest i've been away uh from my kids ever so that will be interesting uh i have to, I have to get my ass up early to get to the airport two hours early because that's what they recommend. So that sounds like fun getting up at five o'clock in the morning to get to the airport. So anyways, I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Uh, MJ, as always, thanks, man. Appreciate you having you. Uh, please rate review the podcast wherever you do get this podcast uh, at TDA on Twitter. I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ is as always at MJ Matsui and Jessica is at jessica 2 We've been the Dave's been You Know. This Dave's. is the days You Know. We have got to try and work it out cause <laughs> we both know we can't
1: do nothing at all oh yeah oh oh we did. Uh, we, we, we do our thing, son. Long as you do yours, land here, become free, con. Yeah. Uh, we we yeah. do our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, Do it. We, 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 do it. We do our thing, son. Some paint a piece, some spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. We can't, can't, can't do know we can't do nothing at all.